The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With Suzanne Giesman. Listen. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be doing a live podcast. It feels like forever since I did one. I know we have some of you on YouTube, some of you on Facebook. Some of you just happened to be browsing and had no idea what that we were going to be doing this now, but you can sign up on my website to be notified. We send an email out a couple days in advance. And who is we? It's me with my two lovely assistants who I will bring on camera right now. We're here with up on, well, I think on the top of my screen, I see Lynette Setscorn at the bottom, Bev Garlip. And they are two of my wonderful assistants. I also have Valerie Quitniak and Donna Jenkins, but they're not part of the podcast, but couldn't do this work without them. So you might notice a little different background from me. Normally I have the background of the, the radio studio, but once again, Ty and I are on the road for our summer tour. And we took a little detour from the bus that we normally tour around in. And we're on our new to us boat. It's not a new boat, but it's new to us. And we've been aboard for one week now, getting her ready for our first little trip. And that starts tomorrow. We're going to take her from the eastern shore of Maryland over to Annapolis. I have quite the history of Annapolis because I had an entire tour in the Navy teaching at the Naval Academy. And we're going to be tied up for a couple of nights just across the way from the Naval Academy. And it's going to be awesome to tour the grounds there. So the Navy officers and both of us, Ty, retired ship captain, and I are really excited to be back on the water. The sailing for us went by the wayside after my stepdaughter, Susan, was killed by lightning 15 years ago. And I started down this path. So to, to have been guided to be back onto the water again is something I'm very grateful for. And that's why this boat's new name is gratitude. So it's with gratitude that I'm going to now bring Lynette and Bev on. You guys can unmute yourselves if you'd like. And uh, the way we're going to run this is we're going to take some live call-ins. In just a minute, I'll put the phone number up there. And also, Bev and Lynette have collected a bunch of questions that people have emailed in or submitted in my monthly connection webinars. And they will just pick and choose. There's no specific order. And I don't know what the questions will be. So uh, anytime I don't know an answer, I'm going to tune into my team of guides here, Sanaya. We all just got quiet for a few minutes and uh, had a few moments of sitting in the silence. And I asked my team to step in and I could definitely feel the shift there. So Bev and Lynette, you ready to go? Sure. And they also will be watching the chat, the comments from all of you. So if you want to submit a question, we may be able to fit in some of those. I don't know how many callers we'll take, but we'll probably go for about an hour. So I hope this will be interesting to you. Questions about the afterlife, spirituality, the spirit world, anything, any questions that will benefit everybody listening are great. So Bev, why don't we start with you if you have a question? Okay, let me take one that was mailed into us from Ashley. Is our personality in this lifetime temporary, or do we carry personality traits with us across lifetimes? Okay, well, let me tell you that the personality 
that you have in this lifetime will remain forever part of the soul of which you're a part. That's why it doesn't matter if you reincarnate to another lifetime, a medium could still tune into you, the you you know as state your name at any time. But certain traits will be carried forward. I don't do past life regressions. I've had a few done, but certainly have studied them enough and talked to past life regressionists enough to know that absolutely there are some traits we carry forward. But we also, of course, in the next lifetimes, will want to try on some new characteristics for the experience that that will offer. So nice one. Thank you. Lynette, thank you, Bev. And whoever sent the question, how about you, Lynette? This is another one that was emailed in from Shannon. Why do I get signs from my guides when I ask, but not from my family member with whom I most want to connect? Wow. There's a good one. So let me tune into that one because there are going to be a very varied answers for that. They say with a little lip twitch here, that's what my guides do when they want me to trust this is coming from them. Uh, okay. They say that your guides have been so much a part of your intimate energy field. They're not, they're not the same field as you, but they're merged with you from the very first breath you took in this lifetime. So much so that they know exactly how to communicate with you and you're used to hearing from them. Loved ones, however, may you may not notice how they communicate with you, but they just said to me, but this question was about signs. So signs from your loved one, <laughs> they say, pay greater attention. They may not be coming exactly in the way that you're looking for them. So do not be quite so specific. Leave it up to your loved ones and continue paying attention. Don't give up hope. They definitely want you to know your loved ones are around. But as they started this whole conversation, know that your guides find it much easier to communicate with most people who are not normally tuned into their loved ones who have passed because you have had this intimate connection from day one. Not that you haven't with your family member, but you're not used to dealing with your family members soul to soul in this physical incarnation. Girls, does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Let me put up the phone number while we chat for a minute here. Let me see. So if you want to call in with a question, now would be a good time. There's the number to call and I will feel that. But uh, meanwhile, let me just tell you that on our road trip this summer, we are going to be going to the Omega Institute. There's a caller. So hang on a sec. I've got Austin, Texas on the line, so just stand by a minute and... Hello? Yeah, hang, hang on just a second because I'm just chatting with everybody to tell them about the Omega Institute retreat. Still has room. That's going to be a Friday to Sunday retreat in New York. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go to the top of my website. Right under the banner is a little thumbnail that'll get you there. So we have Austin, Texas on the line. Who's calling, please? Uh, Joan, Joan Claire. Can you all hear Bev and Lynette? Can you hear Joan? Okay, great. Well, Joni, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you. Um, I, about seven weeks ago, I was going to move to a different town to be with my heart and soul mate, perfect fit match. And we, we couldn't bear not to even be in the same room. We were just so inseparable. And the day before I was supposed to leave to join him for the rest of our lives, he died. He uh, was on a ladder fixing the house and he fell to his death. Wow. And um, I, in my mind, I understand why I'm having such a strong physical reaction. It's, and I finally got some relief when I accidentally found you on the web on Sunday and I felt just relief and I've been able to function, but Joni, take a nice deep breath. Okay. And I want everybody who's listening to send her right through you from spirit healing energy. Okay. 
So Joni, take a nice deep breath because all this is going to come in waves. I know that almost everybody who's listening has been through terrible grief and we certainly understand what you're going through. So as you get centered, okay, there we go. I have a question. See everybody what you did? See that? Okay. So what is your question? I've been a meditator for 45 years. Uh, I've been on the path um, and I just... This is a huge lesson. I, I never expected my life to, that I would be like in the role of a tragedy. And I I know this is a huge lesson, but I don't know why he, was it his karma? Was it his Prabhupada karma that that happened? Okay. When it happened? I just don't understand why. The one and thing, the one, hold of it. The one thing that my guides have told me over and over for all of us is that the question why is not a valuable question. The question is, what do I do now that this has happened? And my guides are right now advising you, even though we've learned that that certain things happen and their lessons, lesson makes it sound like this was something that, that, that you have to learn from, or that it, it, it almost sounds like a punishment the way it's stated. What if we see um, it more as these things happen in life? It may have been part of your soul's path, but what do you do now that this has happened? What opportunity does this present for your path for you to come to yeah. know that he's still part of your life? How does this open you up spiritually to a new kind of relationship? which is not at all what you expected, may not be at all what any of us want at the human level. And yet it may, looking back, open you up to opportunities you never could have envisioned. It also may have kept something else from happening that would have not gone well. We don't know. So this is an Uh, opportunity to simply flow with what is, not resist it because it has happened as tragic as it is at the human level right yeah i mean this i get to to the i get to this understanding that you're explaining and then i have these waves of course of course because you have to grieve your not only his physical presence but your dreams right so now it's a matter of shifting and rewriting the future but but for now, just be present and and thank goodness you have a meditative practice to fall back on. Well, I haven't been able to really, I haven't been able to do my practices to, truly on Sunday. That was the first day I got some relief. And then today's Tuesday. So I had a good day yesterday. I've had until I got on the call. I've okay. been functioning like I used to. But Okay. Well, are you so, going to have your ups and downs? And I know everybody here can okay. relate to this, but I hope that answer helped you in some way. Well, is and I can learn to get in touch with him. And Without I have another, my other question is when, when someone dies like that, I listen to some of your talks, they um, are separated from their soul almost immediately. They don't suffer. And absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Over and over. And I've had validations. He's, 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 he's so nearby. I'm, I'm not, during these shows, I don't tune in to those who have passed, especially someone who passed so recently, most likely still learning how to communicate with you. But dig around my website. There are so many resources there, especially okay. on the gifts page that will help you learn how to connect. Okay. 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 Right. Thank you so much. Blessings. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. That's a tough one, but I love that. Didn't you love feeling that as soon as everybody sent the energy, just complete settling down. We all do that for each other. And just a few deep breaths, our, our, our human sides can just, the drama can really take over if we're not present and aware. Sure. Wow. Any comments, girls? Wow. <laughs> uh, it's just a rough one. I think I've, Everyone tuning in, um, you know, can feel it in our hearts and send love. That that why is so, so, so human and so, so counterproductive. It just doesn't help, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Bev, you have a question that somebody sent in? 
Um, actually, I've, here's one from Facebook, um, Brandy. What happens to the soul in people who are in a coma? That's the whole question? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nothing happens to the soul. This is just such a beautiful point. The, the, I'm going to go back here, change the view here. The soul is, oh, he's fine. No matter what's happening, you as a soul, all of you listening, are whole and complete always. The soul, when someone is in a coma, is fully aware of what's happening in the physical body. The soul is fine. I know I, I tell a story over and over about how I put that to the test when a group of people asked me to connect with a friend of theirs who was in a coma. And I said, well, I'll do so, but she has to give me evidence. And she gave me evidence that was off the chart, things I couldn't know about her, that I was communicating with her. And we communicated soul to soul, which is how most non-physical communication happens. This woman happened to have passed later while still in the coma. She never came out of it. And she connected with me. She dropped in on me during my meditation and she felt exactly the same as when she was in a coma and when her body had was no longer functioning, when it had passed. And she just said, tell everyone it's beautiful here and I'm just fine. So I just thought that was very rewarding. Lynette, you have one? I see calls still coming in, so we'll take some more later. Don't worry I about do that. I do have one and I love this. Yeah, that's fun. There we go. Did did Jesus ever reincarnate and spend other lifetimes on Earth? Oh my gosh! Definitely have to ask the team that one. Let me see. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they just passed me a hot potato. They said that was <laughs> a hot potato. <laughs> yeah. They said that he, he definitely had other lifetimes prior to that with some names that you would recognize. Okay, we're going to leave it at that. Okay, very good. I have a caller coming, so we're going to take that one. All right. We have a caller from Arlington, Virginia. You're on the line and welcome to the show. Hi, I am so surprised. <laughs> How about that? What is your name? My name is Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Oh, you know what's funny? My, what? the, the boat that I'm on right now, our new boat, uh, still has the previous name, and the boat's previous name is Peggy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Yeah, we just have to re change the name to gratitude. Yeah, it's a beautiful new name. Well, okay, my, here's my question. I've done a lot of spiritual work for a long time, and I continue to try. I cannot find the joy, and I don't know how to use what you teach to find joy in my life. Wow. Okay. Let's tune in here. It's funny because I don't call the one mind spirit, the force, the source, uh, God, although it's the same thing to me, I call it joy. And my understanding through sitting in meditation is that that kind of divine joy is not the kind in human terms that comes and goes. It's just an underlying peace that all the knowing that all is well and that we are part of this divine flow, this connection with all that is. And from that awareness by grace, in our human stories, we have moments of human joy that bubbles up. So I am sensing that your first task is to, do you have a meditative practice? I see yes and no from the guides. That's correct, it's yes and I, I can't, and then okay. I've been trying to meditate recently. Okay, so start with my three minutes a day practice called the Sip of the Divine. You can go on YouTube okay. and search Suzanne Giesman Sip of the Divine on YouTube. Three minutes a day for three weeks. After three weeks, see how that's going. You get to ask a question every day from higher consciousness. But I would sit in those three minutes while waiting for the answer to your question and just be present. Notice how your thoughts come and go with the intention of coming to know yourself as this beautiful, peaceful state when you're not focused on the story. 
for any of you, not just Peggy, who are not feeling joy in your lives, you are identifying with the elements of your story and not with what is beyond, before, and after the story. And you can come to know that. Go to the gifts page of my website and try the journey of consciousness. It's a okay. really nice meditation that helps you go to that state when there is nothing but this pure presence, no drama, no story, no ups and downs, just pure being. And you might say, well, that's not joyful. I want bubbly, happy, what everybody else seems to have. But let me tell you, and I'm going to bring Bev and Lynette back on the screen here, because once you come to know that that state, that unchanging state, that nothing can knock you off balance from being in, turns into joy when you realize nothing in my life can take this away. This is always here, no matter what. Then you'll have moments of joy. Don't you think so, girls? Yeah. It's absolute safety. That becomes absolute the solid safety. Thing. I love that word. It's, it's the solid <laughs> underlying everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I would aim first for finding the piece that's literally right here when we set aside the identification with the Peggy story or anybody else state your name and then just learn how to access this first, this pure just being and then the joy will naturally follow. You're expecting joy to come from within the Peggy story and it doesn't. It comes from the soul of you, which doesn't even need to have a name. So come to know your soul in the silence and watch what happens. All right. Okay, I'll continue continue working on it. Thank you so much. And and the thing is, Peggy, it doesn't take work. It takes setting aside identifying with the story and its drama. Yeah. It's just a, it's a release. So, okay, but, so, but I have but I have to continue trying. If that, I continue to making the effort, I that, will get there. There you will go. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, who gets the next question? Who was last? This is fun. I think that was next. Okay, uh, let's do a YouTube question. Um, Franco uh, says, today is the summer solstice. Is there spiritual significance to that? Okay, the summer solstice spiritual. Okay, well, whew, what the guides say is, what does spiritual mean to you? Spiritual means not related to the physical world. It has nothing to do with religion. It means beyond the physical. And so in that regard, absolutely, because the movement of the planets, the length of the days, all of that is, a, is related to a flow of energy that is felt in your energy body beyond the physical. So in that regard, yes, there's a spiritual significance. And they're recommending that all of you try the sip of the divine today and see if you get an answer more clearly than you would on a day that doesn't have this energetic vibration of the summer solstice. That sounds like fun. I want to talk about energy for just a minute. You know, we moved aboard this boat a week ago for two weeks. And when we came in, it was very strange to us. All the energy was new. And anybody who's spent a night in a hotel may know how that goes. You don't sleep really well because it's not the normal energy field you're used to. And boy, it has taken me a week to get into the groove here. I come into this cabin here in the, in the forward part of the boat to meditate each morning. And I'm finally adjusting and we've created that meditative space here. The energy is really good. I gave a reading uh, the last three days, a reading each day. And it went really well, but I could not have given a reading the first day. Lynette, I know that you are cat sitting at a house uh, right now that is not your own. Do You do that a lot. You go to visit people in their home. So for everybody's benefit, do you notice that when you go to the different houses that you're a little off? Yes, I, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I went into one house where... I could feel the dad really angry and there was a cat that just attacked me. And I remember texting you and our friend Sandy and saying, y'all, can you communicate with this cat? 
And then I cleared the energy in the whole house because the cat was insane. And I mean, it bit me like three or four times. I mean, oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. and, and the whole house just fell off. So I cleared it out. And yeah, I mean, this house doesn't need it. These guys are great. But um, yeah, I can feel the energy in the houses that I go into. Definitely. Well, and you went, you cleared it. And I heard because a bunch I, of people, I, I yeah, I heard a bunch house, people saying, how'd she clear it? How'd she clear it? Sage spray. <laughs> sage spray. I have brought my sage spray on the boat with me. I packed it. So if any of you are wondering what sage spray is, if you don't want to be burning sage, they sell beautiful, lovely scented sage spray. I got mine on Amazon <laughs> and I take it to hotel rooms. I take it when I'm coming to a new place. I take it on the road and my bus with me. And I certainly use it in the room where, where I do readings. Bev, do you, do you use something like that? Oh, I do. I, I have both sage that I, I burn um, when I'm in my own house and, and it's safe and, and the spray. And, you know, it, it's really our intention when we use those things. I th they're tools, but it's, you know, I think our intention as we we send love and, and good vibrations um, in, in that space, maybe we open the windows, you know, and, and it's our intention that that gets rid of that stale old energy or anger or whatever. And um, so I'm, I'm not sure, you know, it depends on what sage you use or, or whatever. I, I think intention counts for intention. so much. Absolutely. Because you don't even need that. Suzanne, I don't know if you remember, but at Unity Village, we were wanting to clear a room and you asked me to go do it while everybody was out of the room. And I used a pan lid and, you know, just words. That's we went right. To the corners, you know, and, you know, I'm clearing the energy and bringing love and light. And we went back in. It was a whole different deal. Right. So. I mean, the sage spray does help, but absolutely, like Lynette said, not a necessity. It is our intention, like Bev said, also. So, yay, good tools. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know we have a list of questions. I would love to do a podcast where we do nothing but questions and not take callers because I can I see the phone over here. The board is just lighting up and I can't stand not answering it. So why don't we take some more callers and then in the next week or so, we'll do another one of these where we just do the list of questions. But uh, we'll take uh, comments from people in the live chat after I take this caller, okay? Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So we have a caller from Albany, New York. It must be your guides helping you to get through just now. How are you? Wow, I am so great. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited to get to talk to you, Suzanne. How fun. What's your name? My name is Rose. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, hi, Rose. Hi. <laughs> what What brings you to call the show today? Um. Well, I feel like... Boy, I could ask so many questions of you. <laughs> ask your guides um, what is the best question to optimize my time right now. See, guys, that's how I, we do it. I feel like I have had several employers where I feel like they have they have felt like they could talk to me any way they please. And I've left these employers, and there's a handful of them, but I recently left another one where I just felt like my worth um, wasn't valued and just a man with just like bad energy and I left. And I recently um, got hired for another job, um, but I'm so, I'm, you know, every day I'm calling in, you're like, let's be the right thing for me. You know, this is, um, I don't want to look for another job again. Um, Cause I'm, I feel like I'm very sensitive to certain energies and, um, I, I just can't be with people with negative energy like that in a workplace. Oh, well, you know, let's see this as an amazing opportunity because what you said, the guides, my guides just zeroed right in on that, like ding, ding, ding. You said it <laughs> yourself. There's a pattern here of employers yeah. who don't value your worth. Do you realize that at the soul level, you are attracting that just like a person who attracts the same kind of partner gets a divorce and 
brings the same partner in again. And you've absolutely, you've made this very easy. You've zeroed in on what the issue is. You're going to keep attracting bosses like that until you recognize your own worth. I know it doesn't make sense. It seems crazy, but what I'd love for you to do is go into meditation with your guides. If you don't know how to do that, anybody go to the gifts page on my website to the seven steps for connecting with higher consciousness process. My bless me method will be perfect for this. When you get to the M E and bless me, that's merge and experience merge with your guides, invite them in and say, what is it in me that I'm not seeing that is not valuing my self-worth? What am I radiating outward that is allowing people to trample all over me? Oh, I got goosebumps. And then you'll see, and then ask your guides, how, what do I start radiating? What do I shift? Show me, help me so that I only bring into my arena positive people. Isn't that exciting? To think of it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you can make it like an experiment instead of projecting the blame out all these people. Oh my goodness. And I'm the victim. No, now you're taking positive control and you're going to make a game out of this. What happens if I start radiating this or that? I'm going to bring my girls back on the screen as I share a story I used to share in my Let Your Spirit Soar class. I haven't thought of this one in a long time, but Mm. it's a story I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. We I should ask her. (laughs) Marilyn Monroe (laughs) allegedly was walking down the street with her agent in New York City one time. And he turned to her and he said, I don't understand it. Why isn't everybody flocking to you? And she said, Mm -hmm. it's because I'm not being Marilyn Monroe. And he said, what do you mean? And she said, I'm being Norma Jean right now. And And she was radiating this this normalcy of who she was before she became famous. And she said, you want to see Marilyn Monroe? And he said, yeah. All she did was shift it from the inside. What she was radiating, all of a sudden, I got goosebumps. Heads start turning. People said, oh, my God, it's Marilyn Monroe. Did she just start acting out, you know, walking right. differently? No, it was what she was radiating, Her, what she was identifying with. So, it's, this is a really cool opportunity for you to take on this persona of someone who is worthy of every boss's respect. And it's not a self-righteous worthiness. It's just a, right. but the same, see that in them as well. I just got a hit from the guides that you may very well be triggering something in your bosses that causes them to react in a certain way. So send love to them, expect the best from them, value them as well as yourself. And I hope you'll come back to the show in a few months and say, my God, Suzanne, it was miraculous, the change. (laughs) I would love to. Okay, cool. That's exciting. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Good stuff. And take care. You too. Bye-bye. That's fun, huh? You know, I've I've worked with you two, Lynette and Bev, so long that I know that you you're you know these answers and and you're sitting there nodding your heads because that's how it works, doesn't it? Yes, great, love it, yay. Well, who has a comment from Facebook or YouTube that you want to share? Well, there are lots of comments on uh, both Facebook and YouTube, and. Um, So Florida wants to know if, um, if she, when she wakes up really, really tired, could it be that her soul has been really, really busy all night long? Oh, wow. What a good question. I know that I've been exhausted the last week because I've been (laughs) up and down the ladder here in the stairwell on a boat repeatedly and working really hard and I'm exhausted, but the guides just say it is definitely an energy thing. I know Lynette, you and I've had this conversation about, um, feeling especially dragged out this week. How about you, Bev? Have you felt more tired than normal? Bev. Oh, sorry. My dog was barking. I muted myself. (laughs) Have you felt a difference in energy this week? Yeah. I mean, I, 
um, I was, I've been blaming things on having a dog that's not feeling well, but it's, um, it's been one of those sort of, you know, out of sorts weeks when you, I can't explain why. Um, uh, the guides are saying in it in direct answer to Florida's question. No, the soul does not get tired. The soul does not get mm. tired. Tiredness is a function of the physical body being a bit out of balance. But uh, that could very well be energetics. I don't follow the movement of the planets and solar flares mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But I'm getting a big upcheck that, that there's definitely something that everybody tuning in would agree. There's something going on this week. So mm -hmm. just pamper yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. Honor that. And don't blame yourself. Just say, okay, so let's take care of ourselves. I'm going to take a call from Springfield, Massachusetts. And then we'll get one from Bev taking it off the people who are in the chat who's calling from springfield welcome to the show i'm from upstate new york okay well um and i'm i'm calling because and this is the question i have this isn't the question but i always ask myself why are we doing this to ourselves oh may i have your first name first <laughs> oh sorry nancy nancy okay why are we doing what okay. to ourselves so we're here in human form right we come here from the other side and I always ask myself, why are we doing this to ourselves? Just particularly when you're going through something difficult and you're learning. Now, that's not my question because I ask myself that. And I had a conversation with another teacher about teaching and students and how the students are having difficulty learning a particular lesson. I said, if they just knew where this lesson was going. And at that moment, I had immediate download of, you see, like, this is why you can't ask why. So I don't ask that same question, but I still like to ask myself, why this particular plane of existence? Because like if we go, if we're on the other side, we have better connections. We have like we can feel each other better. We have a different sense of time, different plane of existence. So why this particular plane of existence? What benefit does it provide that you oh. can't get across the veil? One and I ask this because I want to get the most out of the experience I have here. Beautiful. Well, where it's leading is fine to ask where it's leading. The more we can disidentify with the role we're playing as our as our one and only identity, where it leads to is the remembrance, the awareness that we all are connected and a an intimate part of the one experience, the one mind, the one state of being that's that's a little deep for right now why this existence it is a like a laboratory in cause and effect across the veil you you make a decision you make a choice and instantly you feel that you know you want to go visit Paris across the veil you want to create that experience and you're instantly there here it takes time to unfold here we may not see what caused events to come together because so many are involved in every action so many players that we may not realize so this is i'm asking the guides here it's a web for sure all is not known because free will is the wild card but it's a beautiful opportunity for the evolution of consciousness based on not knowing how things are going to unfold. When you can come to know that at the deeper level, the soul is fine and beyond the soul, all simply is and cannot be harmed by any of these choices. It allows us to step back, become an observer for a moment and see okay, if all is well at the deeper levels, what can I take back when I step back into the drama that's going to bring some of this peace with me to help be the presence of peace for those who don't understand we can choose a different perspective. Does that make sense? I think it does. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for that deep question. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, girls, we're here with Lynette and Bev. Bev, do you have something from the chat? Um, I have one from Anna. Um, how does music work in the afterlife? 
Do musicians keep creating music across the veil? And when people channel music, where, where is that coming from? Oh, wow. Yeah. So the first thing I heard is music is the vibration of existence. I've heard that the music of the spheres is beyond anything we've experienced here. They're showing me right now that composers here get to the other side and they're, they're in a funny way, it's kind of like their brains explode. They don't know what to do with this beautiful creative impulse that now flows freely. Absolutely. The, the brilliant musicians here are channeling music. And I've been told that those across the veil continue to now inspire composers who are still here in physical form. So music simply arises. Harmony is the underlying basis of all that is. They're saying that there are different scales that you wouldn't even recognize across the veil. And I say, how can that be? And they're reminding me that there are scales in, for example, Native Americans there are some scales that only have five notes versus ours. Our, the, the scale that I'm used to with the seven notes and the chromatic scale, <laughs> they say, don't, rep, don't go too deep in this. But what they're saying is you will hear new music when you cross. Musicians here love playing with the new vibration and the, the more openness of the creativity across the veil and love the awareness that they can inspire musicians here just as they realize they were being inspired. I did a wonderful podcast. Uh, we can put it in the notes for this show. I interviewed a doctor who was struck by lightning and had a near-death experience. Lynette, do you remember his name? I'm drawing Tony a blank. Sicorio. Tony Sicorio. Tony Sicorio. Thank you. Right. Look for the podcast on YouTube with the interview with Tony Sicorio. He suddenly started hearing full symphonies, learned how to write music, learned how to play the piano so that he could write down and play the music that he heard after crossing the veil and coming back. Ooh, goosebumps again. Yeah, really good stuff. All right. Bev, you have a question from a chat box? Oh, okay. Um, I was waiting. I thought it was Lynette's turn. <laughs> Oh, is it? Okay. I'm here. Well, while you're looking, let me just pull up a little banner here. I want to invite any of you who don't know about our wonderful community that comes together once a month. I do a sharing of the latest evidence from across the veil, the latest teaching from my guides, how to live a more peaceful life. Basically, the kinds of things we're talking about here, but whatever the guides have shared with me, how to connect more clearly uh, with your own guides and your own loved ones across the veil. Always two hours of high energy, lots of love. And you can find out about that with the URL shown on the screen there or any one of the little thumbnails under my website will show you, here we go, the upcoming events, including another retreat in September in Boone, North Carolina. So check that out. So, so does one of you have a comment? Or question. I have one. For, I have one from Jay. I'd like to ask because he's been pretty persistent in in asking it. Okay. Um, if you awaken in this lifetime, will that make your life review easier as you are becoming aware already? Would it also help in your next life? My fear is that in learning to awaken now, it might be another hundred lifetimes till we awaken again. Or could we choose to stay on that side and be like a guide? for loved ones and maybe others who have made the same choice. And I'm not sure what that means. Same choice to stay on that side or same choice. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand the question. There's no worry about slipping backwards. This is all about evolution and growth and what, how much more love can we bring into this lifetime? So any effort <laughs> that was, this is a direct quote from Archangel Michael, any effort that you can make to raise consciousness and bring more love into this reality is well worth your effort. Uh, our dear friend, Brenda, the three of us know her well, knew her well when she was in physical form. She had a very nice awakening and a healing before she passed uh, three years ago, four years ago, no, four years. And she is now working as my main mediumship guide. So it definitely helped her out. And I'd 
no <laughs> i don't think she's coming back she's she's just she doesn't know she's not coming back if any of you doubt that i'm just talking to my guides here i played the brenda sign game right before coming on the air today and i said brenda tell me something going on with lynette and she showed me lynette needed to be careful with her right knee because there was something going on there and lynette actually validated she's been having some right knee pain so oh, what else she said though i'm not gonna <laughs> say that she said all right she said you're old <laughs> to lynette oh my but you know we can't validate the you're old phrase but i hear it in brenda's voice i know it came from her i had no idea lynette was having knee pain brenda knew it she had an awakening before she passed, she crossed the veil, instantly aware and instantly communicating with us here. So it's really worth the effort to, you know, what are we talking about when we talk about awakening? We're talking about disidentifying with the story of you as the only part of you. And awakening simply means I realize I'm not only human. I realize I'm part of one big web that connects everything. And I realize that I can access higher consciousness through expanded states of awareness. My friends, that is living the awakened way, which is what I teach. Those three things. That's awakening is living that way, living consciously every moment, not getting sucked into the drama as much because we all do, even when you're awakened, but you quickly realize, wait, I can make a choice here to stay in the drama or to shift to the soul's perspective, which is neutral, detached, yet still compassionate for you and everyone around you at any moment. And there's the peace and there's the joy. You know, even in our darkest moments, like Lynette heard, you know, about her mother who crossed, there was still joy. I may have not said that correctly, Lynette. She said, even in the hard times, my soul was rejoicing. Her times were very, very, very hard. There we go. Well, I'm going to take a caller here from Houston, Texas. You're on the line. Hello, Miss Suzanne. Hello, who's this? It, my name is Unica. I I wanted to say hi to Miss Lynette and to Miss Bev also. I love that they're waving. You can probably see it if you're watching. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I didn't want to give you guys feedback. Oh, thank you. Well, they wave back. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. So, speak, speaking of feeling, I feel like I'm pretty open, and so it's hard to decide what kind of lights I see around. Okay. And what kind of lights I see around people either it's their angels or it's their energy or or whatever it may be you actually are seeing lights though uh, yes oh lucky like, you i don't see them at all and i communicate with the spirit world but i don't see them so you know if you're open enough that you're seeing that then this is going to be very easy for you to start a dialogue with your guides and have them guide you because it's going to be different for all of you who are tuning in right now. So I could give a prescription and say this light means this, this light means that, and it would only apply to one person because each of you is a unique vessel that is going to interpret things and be given things in ways that are perfect for you to discern. So you can use that same practice if you were listening earlier, my sip of the divine three minute meditation to yes. start communicating with yes, your guides. And, but I would spend more time with them than three minutes, but just take one question to start with, use the bless me method and say, teach me about these colors that I see or these lights that I see, what do I need to know? And then just become quiet and listen and notice what you know and take it from there and gauge your guides when you start to sense something write down what you hear ask another question get in a conversation with them thank you very much i i will look up the sip of the divine truly and again thank you to all three ladies you guys are doing a phenomenal job of bringing so much light and love and my goodness you inspire me to be strong Oh. And I, I feel it within three of you ladies. 
<laughs> well, we've been together for years and, and the energy is just so beautiful. But I, oh, <laughs> the guys just corrected me for lifetimes. <laughs> oh. Major awe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you, Unica. You have a beautiful energy too. As everybody Thank you, has ladies. called in. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Y'all might have just seen little Rusty just come on the screen here. I'm in the forward cabin and the dogs are uh, on the, the forward bed. And they're used to me doing readings. They're always very quiet, but they're not used to me clapping. So they get they take certain cues. Like when I say, okay, bye-bye, they stand up because they know it's time to go. And it's usually D-I-N-N-E-R time. <laughs> I do my readings late in the day. So you might have heard Nellie flapping earlier after I clap, flapping or shaking her ears. And, now oh. and they're both yeah. saying, what are you doing, Mom? This is different. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Uh, Beth, do you have one? Somebody chat? Um, yeah, here's one that's actually been in the chat and we had it mailed in. Um, do our loved ones across the veil know when we are going to cross over? Do they gather? Do they get notice? They know. They know. Yeah. Because at the soul level, the soul knows things that just may not filter down to our human awareness. I know there are some of you listening who have had a loved one who is going to pass. And they started to give clues about that beforehand. They may not have realized what they were even saying. We've definitely done a show most recently with Dr. Christopher Kerr, a hospice doctor, who showed, talked all about the end of life experiences and how those in hospice start talking to our loved ones because they're gathering. And it's just without a doubt, they know and they're here to welcome us. I'm flooded right now with multiple stories, but I'm I'm not going to go into them now. But trust me, it happens. I wanted to, I, I can hear a bunch of you in my head saying, where's the number to call in? She only put it up once. That's because my phone's been lighting up so much. I don't want to add to that. I can't get to everyone. But those who are persistent and kept calling back, they must have written down that number. So I want to honor that. I'll take uh, one more question from you all. And if I get a call in the next minute, we'll take that and then we'll Kind of start to wrap this up. This is from Brenda on Facebook. How do we improve our thoughts, feelings, and relationships with our deceased loved ones with whom we may have had a challenging relationship while they were living? We know okay. they love us as we are all loved, but how can we improve the feelings about the relationships? Okay, I got distracted because of the phone, so hold that question again. We have somebody from Northbrook, Illinois. I'm going to mute you, but stay on the line. I'll get to you after I answer this question. Okay. So how can we improve our relationship with our loved ones who have crossed with whom we didn't have a good relationship before? Is that it? Yes. I love that this question is being asked at all because it shows an awareness that our loved ones are still part of our lives, which they are. And they want nothing more than for you to continue that conversation. So use my bless me method, seven steps to connecting across the veil or connecting with higher consciousness. You can find it on YouTube or in the, on the gifts page of my website and ask them to come and merge with you and have a conversation. Trust me, they get across the veil. I do a reading. I see this symbol. It means my eyes have been opened. They want nothing more than to get into those conversations that offer forgiveness and apologies. Give it all now. Carry around no regrets. That's just wasted baggage. And they really, really want to continue that conversation. So just know that they are still here. They're still part of your lives. They see things completely differently, and you may too, now that they're no longer in your physical presence. So just keep the conversation going. So let's go over here to the, this caller we have on the line. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. This is Bincy. Bincy, I can. How are you doing today? Yeah. I'm doing well. I have a question for you. Okay. How do we know when a desire we have is coming from our ego or from my highest self? So oh. I'll give you an example. Okay. I would love to heal people who have physical ailments, but I don't know if that's coming from my highest self or if it's just me, my ego seeking attention. You know, we all worry about ego. I, I think it's beautiful that you're even concerned about it. The fact that you're concerned about it shows me that it's not a concern. 
So just do regular ego checks because that can happen. I actually, when I started in this line of work, I asked a dear friend to be my ego checker, to let me know if it ever appeared that I was coming from ego and not from a place of serving others from the highest good. So number one, you're aware of that and you're watching it for you in yourself, but know that ego will always be part of everything you do. Ego is the story. Just don't let it take over. As long as you maintain the intention that this work is for the greatest and highest good, you're going to be fine. Oh, thank you. Susan. Okay. All right. I know we can all feel your good intention, so don't worry, but just keep checking every once in a while because it can hijack you. Ego is the part of you that needs to feel separate from each other. That goal of helping others is anathema to what ego wants. So just maintain that awareness and no worries. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm not going to take any more callers now, so I'm going to turn the phone over so I'm not distracted by that. <laughs> we'll come back to Lynette and Bev and take a couple more people from the chat before we wrap this up. Okay. Um, D asks... If, if a person is not ready to die and they fight against dying, can their soul refuse to cross over and stay in this realm? Okay, that's an interesting question. This reflects a misunderstanding of the soul. The soul is the one that knows all is well and would not refuse to cross over. It's the ego that sticks its claws in here in this earthly life, so identified with the story of living this earthly life that refuses to cross over. When the soul has made that decision, it's easy. We get the ego out of the way and death is really just a transition, but we get so hooked on our story. We're filled with human fears about our families here. So normal, so understandable, but realize that at the soul level, all is well. So if we're resisting passing, we're very much stuck in the story. I like to go through what in the Navy we used to call what if drills. What if I got sick? What if my husband died? What if all of these things? How would I deal with that now that I know we're all souls and at the deeper level all as well? And I notice the fears that come up and I ask my guides how to face those fears and how to clear them out because who wants to live with fear? So I hope if we've modeled anything in this last hour and in all the work that I do with my team here, that we modeled the fact that you are not only human and you have this team of helpers in the non-physical world that will help you through any of the questions you'd bring to this radio show, podcast. So used to calling a radio show from four years with Unity, right? <laughs> all right, how about another one? Um, yes. Oh, where did it go? Oh, here it is. This is from Kimberly. What do your guides say about using psychedelics or plant medicines to help connect to spirit? They say to me, not on your life, hands off. <laughs> <laughs> and they say for some people that will be their calling. I have a dear friend. She and her son traveled to Costa Rica and had some interesting experiences. Hers was not positive. Her son's was pretty interesting, but she saw a young man there who was just dealing with depression and suicidal and his experiences there transformed him. She could see it overnight just transformed him. So the guides are saying it is beneficial for some. Each person will know if it's your path or not. I personally don't recommend anything that's not supervised. I'm curious about it, but they said that my path is the slow and easy and gentle way, and that's meditation. Altered states of consciousness are achieved in a variety of methods. Meditation, psychedelics, breath work, Sometimes just being in nature, you can have a spiritually transformative experience. So the guides, they don't say, don't do it. Go within and see what your own answer is. Boy, I wonder what my mother would say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, unless you have any that somebody, do you see any that we just absolutely have to answer or have we pretty much done a good job here today, girl? Well, 
there are just so many. We just need to do one, another one of these. Right. Well, I think we'll do many more of these because yeah. uh, it's yeah. good energy, and I, I hope it's helpful for those of you who are tuning in. We want to thank you for joining us. We'll do some where we don't take live callers. We just take all the questions that have been adding up. And uh, we've been joined again today by Lynette Setscorn on the top there. Wave hi, Lynette. And there's Bev Garlip on the bottom. You will see both of them if you join us for my monthly connection webinars. I couldn't do those without them. Learn about the latest upcoming events by signing up for my email list right on the homepage. And big heads up, I have a new website coming out within a week or two that's going to make it much easier to navigate around there. We also have a whole new look for the Daily Way messages. I hope starting tomorrow, if not tomorrow, the day after that. And uh, it's just prettifying things a bit. But the words themselves carry an energy that I know is very helpful. And the information is very helpful as well. So I just want to thank you girls for helping us. Thank those of you who called in today. And please go to my website to the podcast page if you want to be notified of the next time we're going to do one of these. Hopefully we'll do one next week. I'll also have occasional guests on the show. We'll send an email out only to the people on that particular list to let you know when the show is coming up next. Meanwhile, go out and just have a fantastic rest of the day. I hope you've learned something here today that helps you feel more of that connection to your soul, which absolutely is always present, cannot be broken, and your connection to all of us and each other and all that is. We love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.